Welcome to episode four of the Search with Candor podcast, recorded on Friday the 5th of April 2019. My name is Mark Williams-Cook and I'm once again joined by Mr. Rob Lewis, who will be adding some context and insight to our PPC news. Hello. (laughs) As usual, we've got about 15 minutes of SEO and PPC news that will hopefully make your lives a bit easier. Topics for today on the SEO side of the fence, something possibly new from Google, which is sub-site links that have been showing on mobile. PPC news, we've got news from both Google and Bing. Google are sunsetting audience keywords this month and replacing with custom intent audiences. Rob will take you through exactly what those things are if you don't know and what it practically means to you. Bing, some exciting news, have dropped a big new feature. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. According to them, it's been improving advertisers' click-through rate by 20%. Okay, so starting with the SEO news, this is actually one I picked up from LinkedIn, which is strange because LinkedIn isn't normally the place where I get my SEO news from. Jack Cooper, who is the digital manager of Anderton's music company, posted on LinkedIn saying, Google showing direct-to-product links as drop-down option in our e-commerce category site links. Banging. Uh, He included a screenshot that I will post in the show notes as well, so you can see it for yourself. But what it essentially shows is a search result for guitar pedals for Anderton's music company. And as usual, you've got the in blue site links below the main search result snippet but additionally you have a kind of arrow that you can tap on which is going to give you an extra kind of sub set of site links these site links are actually linking directly to products now this isn't something um i'd seen before i don't know if you've seen it before rob i haven't no so and i think looking at the other comments from other seo people on linkedin it wasn't something anybody else was particularly familiar with so it does look new Uh, I emailed Jack to see if he had any more information and just to ask him how he came across this and he very kindly replied saying, we've been doing a lot of work on our e-commerce category structures to ensure users can better navigate where they need to get to. During testing the impact of this on desktop and mobile, I noticed the mobile search offering a secondary drop-down option. After investigation, This was showing a selection of direct-to-product links from the parent category when using a brand plus category query, such as Anderton's guitar pedals, which is the result he took a screenshot of. He goes on to say, I didn't expect to see product links here. It looks as though Google are testing and or introducing yet another reason for you to have your site structure in order. It also means you should ensure your product pages are in top order as with most site links, there'll probably be a lack of control. Okay, so he's saying, as with most site links, there will probably be a lack of control. Anderton's is a relatively large e-commerce site, so not only do sub-site links give users an indication of your most popular categories, but products within them too. I've entered the same search multiple times, and I'm getting the same sub-site links each time. 
It won't be long until this is used in some form of competitor analysis. We may also see a decline in first level category clicks being replaced by subcategories and now even products. So I think that's that's really interesting because it demonstrates, I think, Google's kind of doubling down, if you like, on on intent. So he he jack notes in his email back to me that he's only managing to trigger these results when he's doing a brand search and a and a product and i think when you're doing brand and product searches you're giving a a a better indication of your intent to google that you want to look at a specific site maybe and these extra results are taking up of course more space in the search engine result page so they're pushing down other um, competitors that, that would otherwise be ranking for these for these terms. So Google's really saying, okay, I'm pretty sure you want to look at this site. So I'm going to give you the option from the search result page to go anywhere within this category. It's worth noting um, as it's something we keep seeming to mention. So I think we mentioned it Well, we did a whole talk on it from Search Norwich in the last episode and we mentioned schema in the episode before that but it is worth mentioning I noticed the Anderton site is using product schema on their pages I would guess it's likely that's also what's giving Google the confidence to do this uh, meaning it can understand this is definitely a product page and from as Jack says from the site structure it understands what category it's under and I'd be interested to hear from anyone if they've seen an example of these director product site links or sub-site links. I don't know what we're going to kind of call them as an industry yet. Um, but I'd be interested to hear if anyone's seen an example of these on a site that's not using schema. So again, the takeaway here is if you're not using schema on your site, especially if you're an e-commerce site, it's definitely time to have a look at that. So in the PPC news, for those running Google Ads accounts, you may have got an email in the last week or so saying important audience keywords in Google Ads is being upgraded to custom intent audiences. So this email is triggered if you're running any Google Ads accounts that is using audience keyword ad groups and Google's telling us they're going to be automatically upgraded to custom intent audiences this month in April 2019. Google's email outlines what's changing. It says custom intent audiences are replacing audience keywords to provide better performance, more scalability, simplified audience management and optional auto-created audience recommendations. With custom intent audiences you can define and reach your ideal audience through an auto-created audience suggestion or by selecting your own keywords, URLs, and apps. So I think it's a good time for you to jump in, Rob. Maybe can you run through what audience keywords and custom intent audiences are firstly for those maybe that that, that don't know? Okay, so first off, custom intent audiences have been around for a while now in the new Google Ads interface. But to explain what audience keywords are, um, as this is what they're removing. So... When setting up a display network campaign in Google Ads, one targeting method is to control the type of content that your ads are appearing on, which you can do using keywords. So if you added the keyword Australian tours, for example, 
um, then your advert would be um, eligible to show on any Google Display Network content that matches that keyword. So that type of targeting is called content keyword targeting. But taking it a step further, you can expand that targeting so that rather than simply showing on content that matches your keyword, you can also reach users who had exhibited an interest or who had been searching for those keywords. So this effectively expands your reach so that you can, you can target relevant, um, interested people and show them adverts regardless of which content they're viewing. So using the Australian tours example that I mentioned, um, someone searching for that term on Google might be reading a news article about something entirely different, but the advert could still show to this user. Okay. I mean, what do you think about this change? Because I'm, I've, as you know, I'm always skeptical whenever Google upgrade a product, change a product. Uh, we've discussed you and me before about um, the keyword targeting changes. I'm always skeptical they're doing it for a for their own reasons and it maybe it's it's not always um, what's what's best for advertisers in every case although they have made some good changes what are your thoughts on on this change well it's worth stating actually you can you can still carry out keyword audience targeting in google ads once this change has rolled over you you can still do what you were doing before um, you can still show ads on content based on the keywords and you can still carry out audience targeting via via keywords. Um, Google is just migrating the old keyword audiences tool um, to its new intent audience tools. So, I mean, for those who don't know about intent audiences, it's, it's basically a way of targeting users by their interests or by what they've been actively researching to purchase at that time. So, um, for example, if you want to target users who are actively seeking to purchase your products, you'd create what's called a custom intent audience list. And within this list, you can add a tightly themed group of keywords that relate to your products or services. Um, Google recommends a minimum of 14 keywords, but I, I try and add more if I can. But basically, over time, you, you create a list of, of relevant things you'd like to target, relevant products, relevant services. And you can, you can do this by adding a mix of keywords um, as well as websites as well. So the theory of this in itself is quite powerful because you could, as an example, you could create an intent list that comprises a list of competitor websites, um, which would allow you to show adverts to users who have been actively researching or visiting your competitors' websites. So it's a lot more powerful than the old keyword audience targeting technique that the old interface used to rely on. But the example that I just gave is what's called a custom intent audience, which is targeting users based on their current search and behavioral intent. There's actually another type of custom audience called a custom affinity audience, which allows you to target users by their general interests. So um, let's just say you've got a product or service that nobody actively searches for. Maybe they don't know that it exists. Um, but which might appeal perfectly to users who have an interest in certain things. You could create what's called a custom affinity list that might comprise a list of keywords that describe their interests, or you could input a list of websites that they're likely to visit. But Google also provides some auto-created audience lists as well, um, which is worth just being careful before you target them because it, it basically creates an automatic generated list based on traffic that you've received in the past, but it might not actually be relevant to your, um, to your Google display strategy. 
So just keep an eye on what it's suggesting that you target. But ultimately, both of those things I've mentioned, the custom intent and the custom affinity lists, this is what Google is migrating the old keyword audience targeting to. So the, the email says it's, it's just alerting people who are still currently using keyword audience targeting. I assume if you're, if you're not using them, you don't have to do anything. So if, what, what would you have to do if you are using um, the keyword audience targeting? Is, it, is, is Google just going to, it says it's going to automatically upgrade. Do I need to do it? Would you need to do anything or? Well, actually the email says, that email says that it will automatically upgrade them. But if you read a bit further down onto the email, it says that there's, um, there's like an automatic tool that you can use to convert them over to custom intent, um, which I've not used. Um, so my personal preference would just be to, to start from scratch um, and to create a custom intent list based on your, your, your requirements for, for your business or for your client. Okay, so probably better off just doing it. If you're, if you're going to have to change to use it, learn a bit more about it and actually do it properly from the ground up rather than relying on kind of automation. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like good general advice yes. anyway when you're <laughs> dealing with Google Ads. And finally, Bing Ads. I'm a fan of Bing Ads. Are you, Rob? <laughs> um, I. It's an important channel. It, I think your arm said everything. I yeah. think managing it on a day-to-day <laughs> basis can be a bit soul-destroying, but it's <laughs> it does its job and it works. So, so I, I'm still a fan of Bing ads because I think it's easy to overlook them, but Bing because Bing still does command a decent amount of monthly searches. You know, Google obviously is always telling us about their twenty-two thousand or whatever it is searches per second, but Bing still got a decent amount. The cost per click is somewhat merciful sometimes compared to Google Ads, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And if you are, so for the listeners that are running Bing Ads, they've launched quite a major new feature on April the 3rd on the official Bing Ads blog. They posted uh, something titled Drive Customers to Immediate Action with Action Extensions. And they go on to say, we're excited to announce the global release of a new extension exclusively on Bing Ads, action extensions. This extension allows you to highlight a clear call to action on your text ads to entice customers to immediately click and drive them to your website. Advertisers who participated in the beta have seen an average click-through rate increase of 20% when they served action extensions in their ads. 20%. That's pretty significant, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say so. And they go on to give a few more details. So key details about action extensions. Like site links, clicks on action extensions will be charged the same cost per click as clicks on the ad headline. Action extensions can be shown with other ad extensions, including site links. Action extensions can be associated at the account campaign or ad group level where the lowest level takes precedence there is a limit of 20 associations per level this is pretty much how the google ad extensions work if you're familiar with them the url fields are all optional if the url is not provided for the action extension 
we will use the ads URL or the URL at the keyword level if provided as the landing page when the call to action button is clicked. So I assume that's maybe if you want a direct like booking action to go to a different URL perhaps to, to, the, to the main ad. So what do you think about that? Are you a bit more <laughs> excited about Bing Ads now? I have now? to say, I think it's the first <laughs> Bing Ads update that has got me somewhat excited. I really, I really like the sound of this. Um, I've I had a bit of a play around of it earlier today, actually, and I really like that there's seventy call to actions predefined to choose from. Although moving forward, I think it would be really good if they enable a custom call to action, a bit like what we've, um, but what Google offers on on YouTube, for example, and on and on Gmail. So there isn't one at the moment. So you can only select from like a, te a template. Yeah, at the moment, absolutely. Um, but. I was looking through some of them and some of them made me think there's some interesting ones like I saw vote now. Um, so that will be an interesting choice for political campaigns. Might be worth keeping an eye on that on Bing ads in the future. Um, bet now, obviously, for gambling sites, they'll make use of oh, that. Wow. Another one that I thought could be potentially useful um, is the visit store call to action. So it'd be really useful, um, maybe a, an interesting metric for businesses to potentially measure measure footfall so they can see how many people clicked on the visit store button and may have then gone and actually visited the premises. I guess you could put that straight to directions or something as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think it's a really interesting update um, that they're adding because Google has a lot of different extensions available, but they don't have anything quite like this. I mean, you can um, you can customize call to actions on YouTube, display, um, and Gmail ads, and to a lesser extent, there are message extensions that you can use on Google Search, but nothing like what Bing Ads has just introduced. So, I I'm really looking forward to seeing what impact it has actually, and I wonder if Google will follow suit actually if they can see that it's been a successful rollout. That'll make an interesting change. Google copying Bing. For yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you, you've so you've you've tried these. Are they, are they simple enough to set up? Oh, really easy. You just navigate over to the Add Extensions tab, select Action Extensions, and create a new one. Okay, so if you're running a paid search campaign in Bing Ads, there's seemingly very easy way to likely get a 20% improvement in your click-through rate. It's worth noting, if you are running Google Ads and not Bing Ads, Bing Ads does have the functionality to simply import your search ads campaigns from your Google account. That so it essentially means you can set up a Bing Ads account with no pretty much no time investment. So you don't have to go through the same process you did with Google. So it can be a nice, quick, easy thing for you to test. That's everything for this week. The next episode of Search with Canda will be going live on Monday the 13th of April, just after the Brighton SEO conference. I hope we'll see some of you there. My name's Mark Williams-Cook, and I've been with Rob Lewis. Hello. And I hope you'll listen again.